Many like to point out the differences between the Old and New Covenants. But are those differences biblical or invented by traditions of men to suit their own doctrine and theology? We are told to test everything, which includes testing our faith and ourselves. Amos chapter 3 verse 7 reads, Surely the Lord Yahweh does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. If Amos is correct, then everything that the new covenant was to become should be detailed in the prophets. Otherwise, according to Amos, God would not nor did not do anything. So if we were smart, we should examine what the prophets said about the new covenant. Here is what we would discover. The Spirit of God would be given to his people, and then they would keep the whole law of God. We find this in Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27. This is consistent with what Christ taught that the Spirit would do in John chapter 14, verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 12, saying that the Spirit would lead us into truth. And according to the Bible, the truth is the law of God, Psalm 119, verse 142. We also learn that the prophet said that the new covenant will be different than the old covenant in the sense that the fathers broke the old covenant. Thus, consistent with what we already reviewed in Ezekiel 36, the Lord says what the solution will be. We are told in the very next verse in Jeremiah that the new covenant would consist of the law of God being written on our heart. This, of course, is saying the exact same thing as the prophet Ezekiel was already noted to say. The Spirit leads us to want to do from our heart the law of God because the Lord removes our stony heart that is against the law of God and gives us a new heart that is after the law of God. And as we already noted, that is the purpose of the Spirit according to Yeshua as well. Lastly, the only other change noted in the New Covenant is that we shall not have to teach our brothers anymore. That everyone will already fully know the Lord, which of course is saying the same thing as one knows the Word of God. We still have to teach today, but someday, when everyone knows the Word of God perfectly, then we will no longer have to teach them. This, of course, has not yet been fully realized and will not be fully realized until the first resurrection in which we will be in our glorified bodies. To summarize, here's what the new covenant is according to the prophets. Number one, we have the spirit to want to obey from our heart, the law of God, the truth. And number two, someday we will not have to teach any longer because all will know the whole word of God. Do you see anything in the prophets about the law of God changing at all or being abolished? Let me ask that again. Do you see anything in the prophets about the commandments being abolished or removed? Keep looking, and you might be looking for a long time because it is simply nowhere to be found. Now remember what Amos said. If the prophets did not say that God was going to do it, then God didn't do it, nor is he going to do it. So if you believe some commandments were abolished in the New Covenant, but you cannot find any mention of it beforehand in the prophets, well, then you sort of have a problem. Just a thought. The Apostle Paul, a proclaimed Pharisee turned champion of the faith writing 13 letters which would later become the pillars of Christian doctrine. Millions today use Paul to teach the changing of the law of God. 
despite the fact that other scriptures declare something quite contrary to the common interpretations of his writings. King David tells us that the law of God is freedom. But many believe Paul said the law of God is slavery. But Paul also said that we should follow the law of God. And he said that he delights in the law of God. But he also said that we are not under the law. This may be completely new to you. You may have never considered any of this. Welcome to The Pauline Paradox, a modern theological reality in which many turn a blind eye. We confront this paradox head on and seek, once and for all, to understand the true Hebraic context in which his words were originally authored, to bring reconciliation to his words, regardless of the depth of this challenge. We discover that Paul stated that he followed the whole law of God and even taught the law of God. We show how Peter, a person who knew Paul better than any today, warned us of how Paul's writings regarding the law were difficult to understand and how his words are misunderstood easily. If one did not know the Old Testament well enough even 2,000 years ago, Peter warned that misunderstanding Paul would cause one to break the law of God in ignorance. We find that even in the first century, Paul was constantly falsely accused of not keeping the law of God. We even see James defending Paul, proving that Paul kept and taught the law of God. This is all in the Bible. One of the keys to unlocking the context of Paul's letters is to have a proper understanding of the debates of the first century. In this series, we will cross-reference several passages to reveal the ongoing dialogue which occurred between the parties involved. We show how Paul was constantly accused of not teaching the whole law of God, and when he was confronted with such accusations, he always claimed to follow and teach the whole law of God, even to the point of paying for sacrifices at the temple to prove such accusations to be false. Does this all sound too crazy to be true? We implore you to test everything, to challenge your faith and seek truth, not tradition. The first teaching in the Pauline Paradox series is titled, Is the Majority Ever Wrong? We address the first mental barrier, which is a misplaced confidence in the self-professed doctrinal experts who claim to understand Paul's words. Then in the teaching, the Paul you never knew, we reveal words of Paul that many never see, the real Paul, the Paul that kept and taught the whole law of God. Following that, we detail in the teaching, why is Paul so difficult to understand? The root cause of why so many misunderstand Paul. This then leads us into the teaching, which law Paul, which to the surprise of many, exposes the fact that Paul was not always just talking about the law of God when he spoke of the law. In fact, Paul mentions at least seven laws, the law of God, the law of sin, the law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life, the law of faith, the law of righteousness, the law of Christ. What are all these laws and how do they relate to one another? More importantly, how does it help us understand Paul's letters in respect to the law of God to help us avoid the error of the lawless that Peter warns us about in reading Paul's letters? It is in that that we then, verse by verse, dive deep into Romans, Galatians, Ephesians and more to solve and reconcile the Pauline paradox once and for all. We make it available to you in one series so you can test all of this yourself to the unchanging Word of God. 
For more free information, including these free video teachings, please visit us at testeverything.net.